Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brain Food Podcast. I'm Casey Thomas and this week we are back on track talking about more normal nutrition for mental performance kind of stuff. We have concluded <laughs> several rants. I hope you like those. Um, I've been getting some interesting feedback about it. But um, if you can, before we dive into magnesium and its role on cognitive performance, I would just like to ask if you can to please, please leave me a rating and review. I love reading your guys' feedback. Uh, it, it really does help guide me and the direction that I want to take with this. And if you can also please subscribe because I want you to be the first to know when I have more stuff coming on out. And believe me when I tell you I have so many more episodes coming in the pipeline. So with that out of the way, let's talk a little bit about magnesium. Now, magnesium has gained some interesting traction in the last few years um, as both just a health promoting agent, but as a potential nootropic compound, which again is just some kind of compound that can enhance mental performance. So let's talk a little bit about some of the background of magnesium. Magnesium is a mineral, okay, and it's the second most common mineral in the body. All right, so very high proportion makes up a lot of us and a lot of what we do. And the big issue the biggest issue and why I'm talking about it <laughs> is because about 45% of Americans, okay, 45% are eating below their needs. And this is extremely common in all of our Western cultures. Typically, this is a function of whole grains not really being fortified with magnesium. So we've gone to great lengths to fortify a lot of our grain products, which tend to be very popular with all sorts of vitamins and minerals but we have not done that with magnesium. And the, the corresponding issue with this is simply, okay, one, we're not fortifying it, but two, we are lacking intake in the stuff that tends to be very high in magnesium. The biggest proportion of foods with magnesium in it are our greens, <laughs> okay? It is the center of the chlorophyll molecule. So in the center of chlorophyll, which... Chlorophyll is the, the reason why plants are green, okay? Chlorophyll is the pigment that we see as green. And chlorophyll inside of it has a little, little magnesium molecule. And so all of our green products, those are very high in magnesium. Now we also have things like seeds and fish and nuts and avocados that are all very great sources of magnesium. But again, it's mainly the greens, all right? And most people in America and most people in Western culture are eating a lack of these food products. We have an overabundance and over-reliance on our whole grains, which are not fortified with it, and we are simply not eating the other foods that are rich in it. And so this has led to many Americans being deficient, okay? And this is associated with all sorts of problems, associated with an increase in all-cause mortality, which just means you're more likely to die, okay? That sucks. Uh, poor DNA repair capacity, increased risk of various cancers, increased risk of heart disease, increased risk of stroke. And something that's really interesting to me is that it's also associated with a shortening of our telomeres. And I might talk about telomeres at another time. 
Um, but telomeres don't really have much to do with brain performance. However, they are quite strongly associated with longevity. So the longer your telomeres are, the better off you tend to be doing. Okay, so lack of magnesium associated with the shortening of these telomeres. Now, of all these things that I said that magnesium is, you know, associated with, one that it is very, very strongly linked to is cardiovascular disease. And in fact, we have recognized it now as one of the principal drivers leading to cardiovascular disease is this long-term chronic lack of intake of magnesium. Some other things that magnesium does, it helps vitamin D be converted into its active form, okay? And vitamin D is associated with literally a huge proportion of our genome, okay? Vitamin D deficiency is essentially linked to every single disease you can think of, okay? You can point the finger at vitamin D for so many things. And magnesium is instrumental to making sure that your vitamin D is doing what it needs to be doing. So magnesium, again, very important. So why am I bringing it up here, right? Like besides general health, um, it's also been associated with very poor sleep quality. If you are deficient in magnesium, and again, 45% of you probably are, but if you are deficient in magnesium, you will be having poor sleep quality and poor sleep quantity. And so in this instance, supplementing with magnesium can make sense for the purposes of restoration of sleep function and sleep quality. Now, if your sleep is fine and you are eating enough magnesium, then magnesium is not really going to do anything. Now, the other issue, the more is better idea, taking excess magnesium or some of these other vitamins or minerals, they do nothing, okay? They're not going to take you from 100% to 110%. And a lot of people think that they do, but they really don't. What it's going... All it's going to do is if you are at 90%, then it's going to take you up to 100%. So you'll see that that brief jump in performance, but all it's doing is restoring lost performance. This is not a true extra performance gain, which I would argue is what we're going for when we're talking about various nootropic compounds. So specifically with magnesium, it's really not going to do anything for your sleep unless you already have poor sleep or unless you are deficient in your magnesium. Now, there are several forms of magnesium supplementation out there, okay? There are a lot of different formulations. And the one that's gaining a lot of traction these days is magnesium L-threonate, okay? Magnesium L-threonate has a special affinity for the brain. It seems to get to the brain and to your nervous system way better than any other formulation of magnesium out there. And so what they did was, this, this was a team of, I believe, MIT researchers. They patented this compound. It's, it's um, basically a magnesium molecule linked up with a 3 and 8 molecule. And 3 and 8 is a metabolite of vitamin C. Okay. Now, threonate is a unique amino acid, and it seems to enhance mitochondrial function, synaptic density. Okay, That's very important for your brain. The more synapses you have, the better off your brain is. And it's also been shown to help out with neuroplasticity. 
And this is the 3 and 8 molecule again. And so any benefits of magnesium L3 and 8, it could be due to the 3 and 8 and not to the magnesium at all. <laughs> uh, so what, what can I say about magnesium L3 and 8? So this, this has been getting a lot of traction lately. So we have some preliminary data showing, you know, it, it goes to the brain more, which is cool because if it's going to help the brain, it has to get to the brain, right? So this is promising. Uh, we, we have some preliminary data in mice who are given Alzheimer's disease and then also given magnesium L3 and 8 that it can help out with restoring some of this cognitive function. Now, whether or not mice translates to you and me is definitely debatable. And whether or not Alzheimer's disease mice translates to you or me is 100% debatable. Okay, I don't think that translates to us one bit. <laughs> so they took it a step further. We also have some data now showing that it helps learning and memory in normal rats. And this is great because now we're looking at a normal mammal species and we're not looking at a clinical uh, at a clinical condition. So that's cool. That's a step closer. Again, not necessarily translatable to us yet. Um, so then the scientists took it a step further, and we have some data also showing that it can restore cognitive function in older humans. All right, so finally, we're in the humans, which is kind of cool. Um, but again, if you're listening to this, I presume you're caring about, hey, can this compound actually help me as a young adult improve my brain function? And currently, we don't have any data showing that it can do anything to enhance a healthy adult brain or healthy young brain above its normal functioning capacity with the compound magnesium L3 and 8. So this is the one that's getting a lot of hype. I've been getting a lot of questions about this magnesium L3 and 8, and there is no data in a population like me and you that I have seen where it does anything for us. Okay, the research is not there yet. So I'm skeptical that it is going to do anything, okay? It might, it might not. We do have data in the healthy rodents, and we have data in unhealthy older humans showing it helps, but there's nothing yet to suggest that it can help us. And so going back to some of my earlier points, though, about it's only going to correct a deficiency. If you are just eating enough magnesium, I strongly suspect that supplementing with L3 and 8 is not really going to be doing anything for us, at least for the metrics that you care about. So data is very preliminary. Ultimately, my takeaway from this is, hey, if you have a true deficiency, by all means, go take some, some supplemental magnesium. Standard dose is about 200 to 400 milligrams. I recommend you do not take magnesium oxide or magnesium chloride. Those forms don't get absorbed very well, and they tend to cause a lot of gastrointestinal issues like nausea, bloating, diarrhea, that kind of stuff. Um, so, so look for a different formulation. Um, any of the glycinates tend to be pretty good. If you have a true deficiency, L3 and 8 is not what you want to take. Okay, it has less elemental magnesium in it than our other forms. So if you have a true deficiency, supplement with a true you know, citrate or glycinate, something like that. That will help get your levels up to where they need to be, and that will certainly help. Now, if you were looking for brain benefits, L3 and 8 can get to the brain, but we don't know if it's going to help the brain. 
And as I said, I think you should just be eating more green foods. And I think that will do wonders for your brain because that has been shown to help. So that's, that's where I stand on the magnesium issue. Hope that was useful for you guys. Um, let me know what you thought. Leave me a rating, leave me a review, shoot me an email. Okay. It's caseythomasrd at gmail.com. I want to know what you're thinking. Uh, this was a question that came from one of you guys and I hope I answered it appropriately. Um, with that, thank you so much for listening. If you can subscribe, I'm trying to grow this channel and, you know, stop the spread of the nutrition misinformation that's out there. Thank you so much again. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.